Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Nadi Day Fiancé WTF Podcast, a weekly hangout to talk about what the fuck we all just watch on TLC's Nadi Day Fiancé. I am Nadia, and with me is my co-host, Lon. Hey, Nadia. Hey, Lon. How's it going? All right. Are we ready to jump right in? Let's jump right in. Who are we talking about first? <laughs> Let's talk about... Sumit trying to get rid of Jenny down the zip line. <laughs> oh my gosh. So Jenny's annoying. I don't know anymore. I'm kind of over Jenny and Sumit. I've been over Jenny and Sumit, but now she's just really getting annoying. Like she doesn't want to do anything. And I can't stand when people are not like fun. I'm glad she got zip lining over with when she's like, no, I, I can't do it. I can't do it. <laughs> And then, like, the Kama Sutra, like, you can't know everything. I don't care how old you are. You can't know everything about something. Like, what is she? Like, she's not a professional in, like, at sex or whatever. Like, Yeah. <laughs> oh, you don't need to teach me about that. Like, come on, you know? And uh, she's, like, closed-minded, very prudish, not fun. And this entire episode, I was just rolling my eyes and just being super annoyed by her. <laughs> Yeah, she doesn't seem fun, and whereas Sumit is adventurous, yeah, and experimental, yes, but also patient with her, given that he knows that she's of a certain age. I think he's trying to get her to be more experimental, but she's just shutting down his ideas and his suggestions, and I just feel bad for him. Yeah, yeah, like she almost didn't want to go down the zip line and while I'm glad that she finally did because like you can tell from her facial expression that it was such a huge relief and she actually had fun from it but yeah like just the hesitation and her being so like a grumpy person that doesn't yeah. want to try anything that's the annoying part yeah. to me at least and the Kama Sutra thing to me I see where he's coming from it's the honeymoon maybe we can spice up our sex life it's something we can do together just have fun with it Mm. Oh, don't want to be. I don't. I you don't need to teach me about anything. I'm like, come on, dude. Can you just be fun? <laughs> like, she's annoyed me. And I don't know about you, but I saw the flower boat scene as like an omen or a sign, right? right. Well, because like they were supposed to put their best wishes and intentions or whatever into it, and then it went under what a boat or something oh. and got extinguished. And I was oh, like. <laughs> Yeah, and she called it too. She said she mentioned every time we try to do something, you know, blah, blah, blah. and I was like, it's a sign. That's, that's the biggest sign ever. <laughs> oh, man. So I think we saw in the preview, Lon, that 
uh, she's trying to get him to go back to the U.S. Do you think he will? I don't think he will. Okay. I don't think he will. He loves his family too much. He doesn't want to leave India. I thought so too. Okay, so that's over with. Let's move on to Usman and Kimbali. I must admit, I don't know what the fuck is going on with those two. <laughs> I have to say, like, I, I think I lost interest. I'm sorry, guys, but it's true. I just feel like they're going around in circle. Yes. Yes. So, Lon, maybe you can provide some context or like, well, I don't know, maybe summarize their whole scene, their whole shtick. This it's exactly what you said. It's a toxic cycle of mm-hmm. them saying, I don't want this anymore. We're back together. And we love each other again. I don't want this anymore. And they just keep doing that. They're going around in circles. But at least this time, though, like Usman, it seemed like there was a glimmer of hope. Mm. He, he was putting his foot down and he was actually setting boundaries and talking like the healthy person and and not wanting the toxicity. And I was actually cheering him on for that. And then the end of the scene, they're getting back together and they're kissing each other again. And I'm just like, what? (laughs) Are you guys pulling our leg here? Like, was this set up to make us think a certain way? But yeah, and you know, and, and I'm getting tired of Kimberly too. I can barely watch her. She's just not appealing to me. And I don't know. I'm really over them in the cycle of them, like breaking up to makeup. Yeah. Right. And the only takeaway from the scenes for me is the part where Usman was telling her like, hey, this pot of water is hot. Don't throw it on. on Don't throw it on me, right? (laughs) That's like hot coffee. (laughs) That's toxic when you tell people that because you know you're going to get assaulted. You have to give them a warning that, hey, this water is hot. Don't you dare throw it on my face. Yeah. If they're acting like his acting was really good because he really looked pissed off. Like when she Mm. was saying, do you know what I've been doing for you? And he's like, you like, do you know what I've been doing? Like, I'm trying to prepare you to meet my fucking family. You know what I mean? Yeah. Do you not appreciate everything that I'm doing? And he was just so like the way he was looking at her. I could tell like I was like, he's over her too, man. (laughs) Yeah. Didn't he say something about like, I could get any girl I want, but I chose you. Like, there are many girls around the world that wants to be with me, but I picked you. I think I, I, think I remember so, yeah. that line, and I was like, I cringed. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I don't know what level he's at, but I don't know. That sounds like a bit of an exaggeration, but maybe I'm wrong. Maybe there are people all over the world that wants to be with him. We don't know what his DMs look like. <laughs> True. True. All right. Lon, question for you. Mm. If you're if you are in Jovi's shoes, how would you react to what Yara wants to do at that moment where she's like, I want to go back to Europe and then meanwhile Europe and I mean I want to go back to Ukraine and meanwhile Ukraine and Russia is about to, you know, about to go to war and they still are, newsflash. But yeah, is Jovi being reasonable? Is he totally being reasonable. Totally being reasonable. Mm-hmm. You know, he's not outright saying you can't go. The fact that he's entertaining it, Mm -hmm. but with conditions Mm -hmm. and conditions that are more than fair, conditions that make a lot of sense, because she's going to bring her daughter too, right? (laughs) And he's like, yo, time out, time out. Let's talk about this. If we're going to do this, like, let's do it the right way. I want to come. You can wait three weeks. You don't even have a plan. Let's plan it. You know, and she's, I'm just going to go and we're going to do this. 
use these three weeks to plan and let's do this correctly and I will be there. And I think that's more than reasonable, you know, and especially if you're going to bring the daughter. One, that's not a good idea. I don't know how that's going to help. I get that you want to do humanitarian efforts and you want to help people and stuff. But are we really talking about bringing a baby there? You know what I mean? Or a toddler, however Mila's age is. I don't know. Yara's being very emotional. She's not really thinking this through. And I feel bad for her. Yeah, I think that Yara's definitely not thinking straight. She's just, she's all about, let me reconnect with my people right away. I'll figure things out once we're on the ground. And... (laughs) You're right. I don't know why she wants to bring Myla along because a place like Ukraine is obviously not (laughs) safe for her. And I'm guessing she probably wanted to drop Myla off with her mom in Mm -hmm. Prague. But still, I don't think it's safe for Yara to try to cross the border or try to make contact with people physically. I mean, like being there in person. Right. Unless she's part of some humanitarian help. But yeah, I'm glad that Jovi's like the voice of reason. And I know it may sound like Jove is trying to be sort of like the party pooper here, but I mean, (laughs) they should avoid that part of the world at that time. And even now, I think for me, the only takeaway that I thought stood out for me was her logic. You know, she said, if she makes enough money to buy purses, then she can buy people's freedom. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) I, I mean, it's a noble idea, but I don't know if, yeah, I think it I understood what she was trying to say, right? Yeah. Like this money can go towards helping others rather yeah. than another purse. <laughs> yeah, and the intentions were good. But I, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I guess we can move on to our, the last couple that we're going to cover on this episode of uh, 90 Day Fiance, Happily Ever After. So Andre and Libby, they're not going to attend Libby's mom's 60th birthday, right? Is that what she told her sister? Mm -hmm. And then we meet Charlie and his wife. And I almost forgot about his wife. But yes, we found out during the last time that they were featured that she has an OnlyFans as a feed model. Oh, (laughs) okay. Yeah, Uh, which is what we saw, right? Charlie was filming her feet and apparently he recognized that, I mean, they both recognized that there's a market out there for food fetishes and she claims to be making 70000 a year modeling her feet. <laughs> I must have <laughs> forgot that. that. That was really interesting. <laughs> but yeah, I'm glad I reminded you. <laughs> yeah, so the two of them, they were being filmed and they outright deny being you know problematic during gatherings right and here i was wondering like because charlie did say like no i'm i I wasn't that drunk like i didn't ruin anything everybody was drinking yeah everyone was drinking and i was thinking uh charlie you ruined their wedding in moldova yeah with that stupid toast that you gave that was so whack (laughs) yeah like that's Captured in 4K. Exactly. (laughs) So yeah, I think it sounds like Charlie doesn't know that he has a problem. Yeah. For me, this turned out what I feared was going to happen at the beginning of the season when they started bringing up Charlie. This is going to be the Charlie show. 
And I, and that's not what I wanted to come to this season to see. Right. It's like, I know they need drama. Mm -hmm. I know they want to be entertaining. And it's like, how can we make this story entertaining? Mm -hmm. Bring Charlie back. And I, I saw this coming. I was like, this is going to turn into the Charlie show. Why are they pushing so hard? Why wasn't this deaded in like the first time it was mentioned? Like, and it happened. Oh, and now he's back on camera and here we are. And the sisters are trying to get her to come to the party. And I'm just like, this is it. It's back to the Charlie show again. And I'm like, <laughs> it's not even about Libby and Andre anymore. It's, we just want the family drama, yeah. you know, and, and now the sisters are turning on Libby and they're like, well, we're not going to let Charlie stop us and you shouldn't let this stop you either. So, okay, let me give them a point though. They did make a good point. I can see Andre eventually turning this into, well, this is our family and we're not going to fuck with you guys anymore. I did understand that part where the, okay. oh, we, we see less of you and we're concerned. Andre's not going to let us see you and your daughter anymore. So I did understand that part because I could totally see that. I could mm. totally see that happening. Well, yeah, again, I just feel like I know what's going to come. <laughs> yeah. I honestly can't tell you if I'm looking forward to it or if I'm going to be rolling my eyes or like fast forwarding because I just know what's going to come and it's a fight. It's a fight. <laughs> exactly. It's a fight. <laughs> it's a family feud and yeah, yeah, of epic proportion. Drinks thrown in each other's faces. Exactly. <laughs> Andre and Charlie bumping chests again. <laughs> exactly. Oh, yeah. Is this what happily ever after has come to? Yeah. It's, it's kind of sad. Yeah. Anyway, Lon, I thought we can wrap it up with our WTF moment. What's your WTF moment? You know, for me, it was Yara, and not WTF in a bad way, but just seeing Yara and her emotions for how she feels about her home. Her emotions, seeing uh, the conditions that her friends are in, sleeping in, in bathrooms, you know, to protect themselves from whatever the war that's going on outside yeah. and just her trying to be strong, you know, and it's coming out, it's manifest in like, not weird, but in trying to control it, she's kind of breaking down and then kind of like trying to remain strong in front of the cameras. And it's, it must be tough to kind of hold it together because you're being filmed and to not just like really embrace your emotions and feel bad for what's happening for your home country and for your friends and things like that. Mm -hmm. So like for me, my heart really went out to her during those scenes, you know, the, the interview scene and the scene where Jovi's kind of trying to distract her from watching TV and, oh, look, look, like she just keeps pointing something out and he's just like, let's open this gift and play Mylon stuff. And she just can't keep her eyes off the television. And it's just like, just turns off the fucking TV. I know it's difficult to do, but yeah, it's it's really just tearing her apart right now. And, and I've just felt bad for her. Yeah, it was definitely heartbreaking because that thing is still ongoing. And mm. I can only imagine the anxiety and just the overall devastation that she must be feeling right now. Or even then when she was being filmed, my heart definitely goes out to her and her family and her friends back in uh, Ukraine. Hopefully they're able to escape the turmoil. My WTF moment is <laughs> Charlie. <laughs> Charlie. Conveniently forgetting that he was out of control with his alcohol consumption. You know, saying it with a straight face that everything was okay whenever he 
right. comes by and you know hang out with the rest of them because that's not the case. And I really, really wish when he said that, the producer would rewind or play the reel of him like <laughs> ruining all the moments when oh, every single time they get together. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So yeah, that's my uh, that's my WTF moment basically. And uh, I thought before we can, you know, maybe move on from 90 Day Fiancé, I just want to give a few uh, updates on what else is going on in the 90 Day Fiancé universe. So I think it's official. Eve and Mohammed are getting a divorce. Mm. Not a surprise. Yeah. You know, I'm glad that Eve doesn't take it. <laughs> I'm glad that she put her foot down and be like, you know what? F this. I'm sponsoring you. You know, you call me your sponsor and I'm sponsoring you the green card. And this is what you did to me in return. Like, yeah. She deserves better. She deserves better. And I don't think they would have been happy anyway. Yeah, she does. Uh, And unfortunately, in other news, um, remember Devin? Devin and Jihoon? Yes. So I heard that their son, Young, has cancer. (gasps) No. Oh, no. Yeah, and Erica, her mom, has been putting out a lot of bad propaganda out on social media about how Jihoon is not involved or not helping. Mm. So I don't know how y'all feel about that, but I do know that that family has been attacking him for like the longest time. And I know he's been trying to fight for custody of their son. And I think he probably lost the battle because I mm. think that's why Young is in the US but now that Young needs help it just seems like and maybe I'm wrong here so feel free to fact check me seems like the family is scrambling to get his involvement his money his help and yeah it's just heartbreaking that to that. so yeah sorry to end in such a somber note but let's take a break and we'll be right back I thought you were going to say something about Rivers' rap video. I'm like, uh, oh, shit. I should have said that. <laughs> wah, wah. <laughs> I haven't seen it. So, oh, maybe, man. Maybe the entire family is in it, dude. Ew, like, the I mom and dad, they're there. The I'm mom like, pouring champagne. Yeah. Ew, no, bro. Like, get someone else hotter to like pour champagne for you. Desperate for clout, bro. Uh, anyway. And we're back. Lon, let's talk about some hot D. Some hot D. <laughs> ten-year time jump. Ten-year right? time ten jump. Some prominent characters uh, recasted. Mm-hmm. And uh, meanwhile, Viserys looked like he's about to turn Gollum on us. <laughs> he's not looking good. <laughs> and I think someone called this out. I think he doesn't have a left hand anymore. Or he lost one of his limbs. Is that why one of the scenes, I was wondering what he was doing, but it looked like he was kissing his hand or kissing his ring or something? I, something. That, what the yeah, hell is that? What is he doing I, with that? Was that the scene where he kind of was kissing the wedding ring? The one yeah, he, is that what he was First doing? wedding. I mean, sorry, okay. his first marriage. Yeah, the first wedding ring, I guess. But yeah, I think someone said that. I have to watch it again, but apparently he lost his limb. But anyway. Things uh, are just falling off him right now. That's... Yeah. Ugh. I mean... Is that leprosy though? Because I've never. I, yeah, I don't know. If that's... I don't know. So, the episode is called "The Princess and the Queen." Mm. Lon, 
whose team are you on? I want to say I'm neutral at this point. I think Rhaenyra is fucking up, though. Mm-hmm. If I'm going to be honest, Rhaenyra is fucking up. Mm-hmm. And I think the odds are stacked against her anyway. And I think her fate is sealed anyway. Mm-hmm. Like, she's not going to inherit the throne. But she's not doing herself any favors, though, by the way she's mm-hmm. going about certain things. She's dug herself into a huge hole. And uh, one of the lines, you know, and they used it in a trailer and, and then was reiterated again is when Allison said, you know, one time is like a mistake. Three times is an insult to you, like to the house, to the marriage that you worked so hard. And I'm just like, dude, you're not helping your case here. You know what I mean? So she really is. She really is fucking up. But, uh, you know, I think I don't want to choose a side just yet. But if you had to right now, like whose side would you pick? Okay, I would have to go with Alicent then. Okay, if that's the case, I think Alicent is the queen. I think she produced a true, genuine heir, right? And uh, you know, as much as I don't like her dad, I really liked Alicent. I've liked her from the beginning, and uh, she had the best intentions up until the previous episode, right? So now I would have to go Alicent. I think for me, I have to say I was indifferent. I thought Allison was likable at first. But now I'm team black, which is the princess, right? Mm. Because it will become black versus green, right? Green being Allison and mm-hmm. her kids and black being Rhaenyra and her kids and the Targaryen. Right. I think, I don't know why, but this Allison that's like 10 years older, it's acting a little bit too paranoid for me mm. because, and I don't entirely blame her. It's her father that planted that seed into her head. You know, it was her father who said, hey, They're you better watch out kids. because Rhaenyra, when she ascends, she's going to kill your kids because that's the only thing stopping her from claiming the throne. And I think, to be fair, I don't think Rhaenyra even thought about getting rid of her I don't know what they are to her I mean they're like her half brother half niece I I don't know it's a very weird lineage type of thing but I don't think that even crossed her mind because she just knows that she's gonna ascend and then her kids are gonna succeed her I don't think she has never expressed it at least she has never thought about getting rid of anyone who would oppose her but I think Allison is trying to really make sure that Aegon takes over, which then I feel like because of that, she's not honoring her own husband's wishes. Right. Yes. I just don't know why she's all paranoid. So I think the the good thing that came out of this time jump is that she's definitely more confident, mm-hmm. more assertive. Definitely. But she's also, like I said, paranoid. And very, very bitter. She and Kristen Cole are very bitter. Kristen Cole hasn't gotten over the fact that Rhaenyra chose to marry into the Valerian. And him calling her a cunt. Um, Him not training her sons properly. Clearly showing some sort of favoritism towards the Queen's children. I don't know. I'm just not a fan. I, and I know I'm totally with you. Like I know that Renera fucked up. Renera doesn't play by the rules. All right. But I also think that Allison and Kristen Cole are too self-righteous. Yeah. 
I was going to say, yeah, Allison was kind of out of pocket. I, I guess she's the queen. I guess mm-hmm. she's the queen. But also the way she was treating Viserys now. And maybe now she's like grown and she's not a little girl. She's not the girl that just gets called in the middle of the night whenever Viserys wants to have sex. And But now she's over here like, you know, over my dead body and walking ahead of him. And he's like, Allison, you come back here. And she's just like, fuck off. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was, she's just walking away. I'm just like, damn. Like yeah. Viserys had to raise his voice because he was like, the king needs rest. And he, Viserys was like, I'll see him. Like yeah. <laughs> putting his foot down. Damn it, woman. Like, yeah. Bring him in. Like, I was like. Yo, like, she is totally out of pocket right now. (laughs) I think as she sees him getting weaker, she knows that she has the upper hand because she's now his caretaker. Mm. And she knows that, like, what her father warned her, he's not going to last long. So she knows that he needs her more than she needs him. So that's why she's calling the shots. You know, she has him wrapped around the finger. Like I said, I think she's definitely more assertive mm-hmm. and she's acting like a queen who is right. pissed off and bitter <laughs> that people around her are not following the rules. And uh, meanwhile, she has to protect her kids because she's thinking that, you know, they might get slain one day, you know? Right. So, Speaking I, of protecting her kids, the I think, too, she was offended right when Rhaenyra was like I propose my Jaceris gets betrothed to your Helena and she's like yeah. she's, she's like Rhaenyra R- Rhaenyra sis you're lactating yeah she, well, yeah she's geez. just so vicious yeah but that's why I was like I'm trying to wait for Rhaenyra to fight back because right now Rhaenyra is being calculative mm. like she's more mature this is the difference i see in the time jump is that this Rhaenyra is very calculative more mature she's calling the shots too behind the scenes like the way she told her husband sir leno right mm-hmm. she told her husband like okay we gotta go back to dragonstone bring him you know and she's making moves for herself and her family and yeah i just cannot wait to see what's next the way they set this up definitely got me hooked. Yeah. And, um, you know, you made an interesting point about Kristen Cole. I don't like him. <laughs> yeah. I, I started yeah, I liking him. him. Yeah. yeah. Like, now he's Kristen just some bitter Cole. guy. It's like a jilted ex-lover. Yeah. And I, I don't like that look on him because he could be so much more. And he, you can tell he lives in the past. He's all clinging to the whole like, well, you know, me and Rhaenyra are fucked, so we should be married off. And he, obviously, things didn't go yeah. his way, and he's all, like, you know, bitter yeah. about it. You know, he was talking a big game about his honor and how he soiled his cloak and all that stuff. And now he's part of the Kingsguard, and it's like he has no honor when he was training. And um, Harwin was like, is this what you do? Like, you pick? Like, you know what I mean? You you bully people now? Like, lesser skilled like children? Is this is this what you've turned into now? You know what I mean? And again, how he was speaking, like you said, he he called what's her face like a cunt, right? Or whatever. Yeah. And I'm just like, what the fuck happened to you, bro? <laughs> and I'm just like, I don't like this new Kristen Cole. Yeah, I'm not a fan. But let's talk about Laris. 
Oh, I knew he was going to play a bigger role. Who does he remind you of from Game of Thrones? I feel like he's a, is he like a Tywin? Oh, sorry, like a Tyrion maybe? Like someone who would throw, pe- actually worse, right? Because Tyrion didn't even kill his own family. Well, he killed his dad. Oops. Yeah. He is a Tyrion. But like, they didn't show that this guy had so much resentment towards his own family that he would kill them to yeah. be the lord of his house. They definitely underplay. They kept him in the shadows. Yeah. Really, really well. Yeah. And I know it's it's probably not the best comparison for me. I see him more as a little finger. Not yes. that he has a bunch of connections and stuff, but he plots like silently. You don't yeah. know. Yeah, I mean, you kind of suspect like, who's this guy? I don't quite trust him, but he keeps popping up and then a big move happens and you're like, oh, shit. And that's kind of how I see it. Like mm-hmm. Littlefinger was similar. Like he knew he knew secrets and he that made him very powerful. Yeah. But, you know, you he's kind of kind of plays the back and then something powerful happens and and he's in the middle of it. And you're just like fucking little finger, man. Yeah. And that, that was kind of a, a big like aha moment. I'm like, oh my gosh, like this guy, like the entire time was plotting power for himself. Right. Yeah. Like for me, a mind blowing kind of aha moment. Did you see that what he did was basically blackmailing the queen? Oh, blackmailing yeah. Allison because now when the time comes, he will yeah. collect. And Ellison was like, oh my God, I didn't know you would do this for me. And All of a sudden, the blood's on her hands, right? Exactly. Like, oh, well, like, you, didn't you wish this, yeah. this to happen? And I'm, I just I'm going what to be the... rewarded. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And he was like, I just did what my queen wishes. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's why I, I'm not a fan of Ellison and Kristen Cole because they act like their moral compass points north. Mm. but they are self-serving as well. Yeah. Like the high towers are just as self-serving as a Targaryen. Right. So that's why I know that Rhaenyra is not always making the best decision for herself, <laughs> but I feel like she's just doing it for herself. She's not like trying to ruin other people's life. You know, she already knows that because of what her dad decreed, she will ascend the throne. So she's not that worried. But I think it's Alison that's like clinging on to whatever power that she has. She's like desperate for allies because she feels like she's going to be ousted or whatever, or she's going to get killed. But again, that's like paranoia. I yeah. don't understand why she's so combative, you know? Yeah. You know, um, you're right about Rhaenyra. I think she does fuck up because she is oblivious. She doesn't think there's going to be a, yeah, a challenge. Yeah, she's a Targaryen. She doesn't think, yeah, no, somebody challenged me for the throne. I'm the rightful heir. My dad already said it. Like, yeah. I got this in the bag. Like, yeah. So, of course, she's making dumb decisions. I got decisions. dragons. Yeah, I like, got Why are you fighting me? Of course, she's, she's making these dumb decisions. She's been thinking she's got it in the bag until up to this episode where, like, she's like, oh, shit, people are fucking talking? Yeah. <laughs> like, hello, yeah. yeah. <laughs> people are talking. <laughs> But she's been I just kind of, oh, you know, I don't care. I'm I'm the rightful heir and I don't think anyone's going to challenge me. And now she's like in deep shit and she's like, fuck. <laughs> yeah. One last thing I want to bring up to you, Lon, is the fact that this whole um, hair thing, or rather mm. the, what do you call it? The biology of this baby making, I don't understand because how do they tell that the boys are bastards, right? Because 
when you think about Jon Snow, he's dark haired. Mm-hmm. So the logic is Alison, who is what, red hair? Or like maybe brunette or something? She mates with Viserys, and their kids turn out to have the white Targaryen hair and looks, I guess, the pale skin and all that. But why is it that for Jon Snow, his dad's a Targaryen, his mom <laughs> is a Stark, right? Yeah. How the hell did he turn out dark hair? You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't make sense. Like, this whole, <laughs> there's yeah. a disparity here, I feel, because I'm like, why are people making such a big fuss about Rhaenyra's kids being bastard? Why can't they be born dark hair? Right. Yeah. And I think they explain a little bit of it. Like, there's a small percentage that they don't turn out that way. That was the story of the mayor, right? Yes. That's when what Viserys there, is trying to explain. That was to the him. little tidbit. Yeah. 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 Who knows how nature works? I don't yeah. know. <laughs> it's nature. Don't fuck with nature. We don't oh, know. No. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad yeah. they slipped that in because, like, the rest of us are wondering, yeah, yeah how yeah. did they, uh, like, there's yeah. a disparity here. Anyway. But I think, too, that's what Allison was trying to get at when she said one, one, all right, three. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, come on, Especially for the coincidence, yeah. yeah, yeah. And she, you saw that sly comment she made to Lenore when she's like, uh, uh, maybe eventually you'll have, have one that'll look like you yeah. or something. I was yeah. just like, ooh. <laughs> There's a lot of sassiness in yeah. this episode. Like people are just jabbing at each other, <laughs> jabbing and jabbing. So on the other side of Westeros, I guess in Pentos, which I think is in the east, if I'm not wrong, I don't really have a map right now of uh, the Seven Realms, but it looks like Damon has kids of his own with, is it Lena? Lena. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who, by the way, I. I totally am devastated that we see this new adult Lena only for her to be killed, well, to die of, I guess, childbirth. And um, she obviously wanted to have the Dragon Rider's death. A Dragon Rider's death, yeah. yeah. Like, what do you think his next move is? I think his next move is, if words take the scene the way it played out, her final words to him was the conversation that she had, at least that we witnessed. And that was, you are more than this. Mm. The man I married is more than this. I think that's really going to, you know, spark the, what is it, the saying, spark the fire under his ass or whatever to like, get back in there, dude. What are you doing? You don't even like the fucking wine here. (laughs) Like you act like you're happy here and you seclude yourself to the library, you know, and you don't, you, you don't like the wine. What the fuck? Like, yeah do something you know and i think this is probably going to be like yeah like i gotta i gotta get out of here and i think it was a really great performance i'm glad we we are talking about it and you know for her limited time here i think she had some powerful scenes definitely definitely just to wrap it up but what do you think of uh the kids and the dragons like we see that Aemon didn't get a dragon and then we see one of the valerian kids not getting a dragon and trying to like hatch hers because i think that moving forward or maybe during season two of this it will be about the kids it'll be less about the adults it'll be about the kids because the dance of the dragon is about the civil war amongst the i guess targaryens and the the high towers and somehow the valerian kids will also get involved so yeah what do you think of what's going to happen with them 
Yeah, I think obviously later on in the future, this is going to play out because dragons are considered, I guess, you know, part of the army Mm. or, you know, protection, it's power. But right now, I didn't really think much of it. Right now, I just see it as a bunch of kids and they're counting their toys. And I, and I don't have my dragon and you, you have a dragon and I'm, have, you know, what I mean, I don't have a dragon and I get it. It's the ramifications later down the line. You know, what I mean, where's the strength in our family and where's mm-hmm. the strength in our brotherhood versus their brotherhood and, and, and our lineages. So I can kind of see how that's going to play out majorly. But right now I've just been seeing it as so I forget who has a dragon and who doesn't. Right? <laughs> but yeah. it, it kind of played out like that for me, like. You know, yeah, just wait, (laughs) you'll get a dragon when you get a dragon. (laughs) So that was that was fucked up what they did with the pig and all that stuff. Yeah, that's kids, right? Yeah. And then that's what I mean, right? Like they're just eh. showing them that they're kids, you know, teasing each other. But definitely something that stood out for me is Alison's daughter, Helena, I think her name is. She seems to be like one of those prophetic Targaryen people who can see past uh, or see beyond you know like someone who dreams like a soothsayer or, yeah. or something right i forget what something they're called like a brand the... stark maybe like someone who can predict the future right there was a name about... for them and i, I forget but she yeah, was all talking but... in, in riddles and stuff yeah right? the yeah. last round doesn't have legs yeah. he's gonna have to close his left eye or something i was like <laughs> what is, are you talking about? <laughs> which is he, her predicting the fact that her brother Eamon will lose his eye trying to oh, get a dragon. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. So she I, is clairvoyant, I guess yeah. you can call it. Yeah. I thought it was perhaps like, because you know how Bran was able to like see that through too. different creatures and stuff. That I was too. like, is she trying to see through the worm right now? Or well, what's going some, on there? <laughs> someone said she predicted the coming of Bran start that's what that meant when she said the last part about something about the legs and whatever but yeah cannot wait for the next episode i think we see a a lot of confrontation happening Mm. okay well last one before we really close this out lon who do you want to see get killed off first go Kristen Cole, man. <laughs> Damn, dude. Me too. <laughs> fuck that I guy, can't stand dude. Him. Yeah, fuck that guy. <laughs> Enough FaceTime already with him. Like, I don't... Yeah, yeah. I would miss him. I would miss him. <laughs> no. He should have ended his life. Okay, but... Okay, next question. Then. How would you like to see him get killed? Rhaenyra. Killing him. I would have went with Harwin because I think... You know what happened with his kid? Yeah, like he a was rematch. telling he was telling that guy to beat the crap out of the, out of his kid. Yeah, and if I was the dad, you know, I'd be like, "What are you doing, man?" You know, and he's like, "Oh, you know, that's a lot of of attention." You know, you would think that it was the uncle or the dad or whatever. You say it again, <laughs> <laughs> and I felt that like, "Oh man, I'll beat your ass, boy." <laughs> I just. <laughs> I actually want to see Sir Lenor take revenge on Kristen Cole for mm. killing his. <gasps> You're lover. right. You're yeah. right. I forgot about that. How You're could right. he forget? That's like his. I guess maybe his first love. Jeff- yeah, Joffrey, you're right? right. Yeah, you're right. You're right. So I want to see right. that. I want to see. I don't know. Either getting burned by a dragon or a sword fight, which I don't know who will win because you know Kristen Cole is apparently one of the best knights. In the, Apparently. in the kingdom. Yeah. He's seen true battle or whatever, yeah. right? <laughs> battle tested. Battle tested, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Lon. That is all for our coverage of 
I guess, last week's episode of 90 Day Fiancé, Happily Ever After, and House of the Dragon. I believe this is episode six. Six? Yep. <laughs> yeah. All right, Lon, any final words? Oh, that's it. Let us know what you think uh, of the show. Damn right. Let us know if you enjoy Hot D as much as we do. <laughs> um, and until then, be nice to one another and bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening, WTFers. If you love the podcast, give us a five-star review on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts. It is appreciated and really helps us out. You can also find us under listener support on anchor.fm and donate for as low as 99 cents or on Patreon at WTF Extra. You can engage with us on email, Twitter, and Instagram at 90 Day Fiance WTF. We especially would like to hear what your WTF moments are each episode. We might even shout you out. Don't forget to like, share, and follow the podcast.